0: take the rope civil war edition we're coming to you live from after the miracle in uh arizona the arizona cardinals found several ways to lose this football game somehow they pull it out number time i could not be happier what a great energy to lead into an episode of take the rope with us today as always Using. beloved how are you today
1: i've been better dave thankfully the dodgers uh Pulled out a victory um to kind of salvage the day. But geez, man, the, the Patriots got mauled today. Um, you didn't even send any like nice, well-wishing texts after. I think you were too too happy gloating.
0: There was nothing I could say. <laughs> 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 when when the Patriots were down 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl, I sent you a text. I said, uh, Mops, don't worry. It's gonna be fine. Uh This will work out. And it did. And I felt very uh, happy for you and also very successful in my encouraging text. I feel like somehow I made that happen. But uh, yeah, there was nothing I could say (laughs) to provide any any sort of psychological relief Uh, from this uh, bludgeoning. We'll get we we'll get more into it in our instant reactions. Yes, yeah. Also joining us today, innocent bystander to the civil war, Chris Barker. Chris, how are you today?
2: I'm good, Dave. Uh I I almost I opened the, the text uh thread after the game and I stared at the blank slot of uh where I can type stuff. Thinking of like maybe I could could send a message or like what could I say? And I closed it because there was nothing to say.
0: Yeah, there's nothing.
2: It would it would. It, this is the the that was such a lopsided uh, game that anything you say positively towards the other team towards my teams, team comes off as condescending.
0: Like, absolutely. Even if I
2: meant it like, hey, you know what? I don't know, it's only halfway through the season, question mark. Like there's nothing I could say. To Chris. No, absolutely Chris. Like an there
0: asshole. there is a point in marriage counseling when the therapist just looks at you two and says, "It's time to get divorced." <laughs> <laughs> and that was basically where the Patriots were at. Uh about a quarter of the way through this game. America wants to know, Mops, how are you? What's your instant reaction to this uh disgusting patriotic performance by the Patriots? Uh it was
1: really bad. I was I was texting with some of my fellow Patriot fans and uh and and he goes, Hey, did you just see that touchdown that Brady threw? It was like a gorgeous throw and and then he's like actually on second thought don't don't watch that you'll just feel bad <laughs> I mean it it was it was atrocious uh the the Patriots offense was like anemic I, somehow I, I looked at the I looked at the box score somehow they got like 240 yards I have no idea how they got 240 yards I guess because it probably because I shut off at halftime when they had 40 yards <laughs> like they had ran like eight plays in the first half for 40 yards you're not going to win a football game doing that like it it was it was awful I was watching Cam Newton bounce passes I don't understand I got to watch some like coaches film or something I can't understand if if he never throws the ball or if receivers are never open or maybe it's both but it's 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 really bad I got nothing else to say. This team this team is really bad. They don't do I guess they don't do anything well. They don't they don't have one thing that they're above average at. It used to be like special teams. They can't kick even. They can't maybe their punter is above average. That's it.
2: I think he's trying to take the victory away from us, Dave.
0: No, Chris, just let him go. This is this is the moppalo we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years in the making. It's just uh, you know, this is this is Buffalo hitting rock bottom.
2: Dave, they had four
1: turnovers. They've had a turnover in every game. This is like, this is not Patriots football. It's bad. But you know what You know what makes it worse, Dave? I don't. Is I think Brady saw the writing on the wall. He's like, gosh, I've been playing with, on this team with no talent for multiple years now. You know where I'm going to go? I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go down to Florida where they don't even think that COVID exists. And then, uh, you know, I, I, got, I got a plethora of wide receivers to throw to. And, hell, why don't we sign another one? Oh, we already have Ma- a good running back. Let's sign another good running back. This guy, genius.
2: Ma- the, you know, the person who leaves the party first has the most power, right? They set the tone. Once someone leaves, everyone's like, uh, maybe I should leave too. Fuck it. He left first. Smart move. Uh, he took all the energy with with him that was in the room.
0: Well, then he also found a way to invite the MVPs of the party to a different party. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He got Brady Leonard Fournette. Party. He got Leonard Fournette off of the Jaguars and onto the onto the Buccaneers. He's getting Antonio Brown out of semi retirement or whatever situation he's in. Gronkowski is out there catching touchdowns. Maybe Tom Brady was where the party was at for twenty years. I don't know. Okay, let's move on. No, wait, wait. I got a whole civil. Do you know War- what? Do
1: you know what, Dave,
0: though? Mops. I got there's a whole-
1: two teams. That, there's two teams that the Patriots are better off than. There's the Atlanta Falcons. Who I like in the in the teams that like to lose in insane ways, bowl between Atlanta <laughs> and,
0: and the Lions. No, the the fight club, Tyler Durden were actually all the same people, bull. <laughs> And you know, I hate to jump ahead, but also the visual atrocity of the week. The uh, Lions wearing the all gray and the Falcons debuting their ombre the red gray blacks. What a brutal look.
1: It it also wasn't helped by the fact that they played on that that terrible. Anyway, let's save it for that that segment, but uh Atlanta finding new ways to to lose. It's it's unbelievable. Um and at least, at least with the Patriots uh, there, it was like over in the second quarter. Like I, you know, I got to flip to the other games and turn back around red zone and got to watch some other games. So, you know, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the Patriots giving me that, uh, that opportunity. Um, and then we have to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this team,
2: Ooh.
0: the Cowboys performance was so bad. I looked up when their buy was. So I could figure out when Mike McCarthy is going to end up in a different city. (laughs) It's like this guy cannot make it through the bye week. It's impossible.
1: Uh, Oh, I mean, they are really, really bad. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what to say. Like it, you know, Andy Dalton took this terrible hit uh, when he was sliding. Just a dirty play. Awful. I feel bad for him, but but they were already losing that game. Like it was like twenty-one-three at that point. Like um, that team is really bad. I mean, Dak is Dak's stock is through the roof right
0: now. Bob, so I think you're understating the hit. I when Andy Dalton's helmet was rolling away for half a second to a second and a half, I was legitimately concerned that. Andy Dalton might be dead. It wasn't that
1: bad. Like His head might still be in that helmet rolling around.
0: <laughs> so true. Chris, your thoughts?
2: Um, no, I haven't seen the play. I didn't see the play yet. So, um, I mean, I saw you guys texting about it. And uh, it can't be good if, Dave, you're concerned that he died for maybe a second or two and came back to life.
0: No, I mean, I'm not even... I'm not even joking, Chris. I legitimately was like, Wow, no. If Andy Dalton is dead now, I'm yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my god. It was a great whoever's making the helmets, great advertisement for the helmets. Hey, do you want to watch somebody die? Oh, 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 he's still alive? Oh god, these helmets sign me up. <laughs> Give me like three of these helmets.
1: Yeah, it was it was bad. It was, he's basically he's already like down in his slide and this line, linebacker uh launches himself right in you know right into his helmet, helmet to helmet. Uh and not only does his head just like snap back, then it slams against the ground. It was it was brutal.
0: It was terrible.
1: Um yeah, but but that team, I don't know, they are just they're just really bad. Like I, you know. As a Patriots fan, I could it could be way worse. I could be a Dallas fan, could be an Atlanta fan, yeah. both worse right now than being a Patriots fan. So um, I know Thanksgiving's not for uh, another month, but you know I got a lot to be thankful
0: for. Wow, what a what a what a uh, apropos moment for Mopolo, basically <laughs> speaking at the funeral of the Patriots.
2: <laughs> if I think it's bigger than that, I think it's it's Mopolo um conceding this season and possibly another season. Oh, which is it's, smart because now we can enjoy football.
0: Yeah, he can like relax and uh mm. enjoy Sundays the way that we have with with no championship uh with no championship stakes. Just uh enjoy yeah. enjoy really invest in your fantasy league and um, maybe not so care so much about what goes on with the uh, the patriots. Chris, your thoughts during that 49er patriots game?
2: It was great. I was I was nervous uh, at the start of it. Um just because I was more invested I think most people were in the coaching matchup. This was going to be supposedly really a great coaching game. And the Niners are playing with, you know, the second string everyone. I mean, and Shanahan, I mean, this was a game where I noticed I could actually see coaching happening, like good coaching, good play call happening. And you can tell because uh, Garoppolo pretty much just hands the ball off most of the time. His throws are all outs or check downs and he only throws deep or he only throws up the middle when he has to. It's like an icing on the cake, but the run plays and we were blessed to have, uh, I agree with you, Maplou. Uh We had Tony Romo on the, on the call. And he's great because he has a way of just breaking everything down so obviously that I understand the game. And even though it is obvious when we're watching it, he can verbalize it. So explaining how the Niners are going wide on everything and, and getting past the contain that the Patriots said with different play calls and things like that, I was able to actually start seeing that. And that was actually the most enjoyable part of the game. I mean, I enjoy close games for the most part, but uh, just seeing how, the Niners were, were coached through this game. And uh, at least on our side, um, that was the enjoyable part, to be honest. I didn't, honestly, I didn't enjoy watching Cam like throw balls into the dirt, you know, five feet short and like, you know, things like that. that's not fun football. You know, that's not, that's not fun football, Chris. Um, but I think from the coaching aspect, I, I did enjoy being able to get into that.
0: Chris, I'm entirely convinced that in three weeks, Kyle Shanahan's going to be getting the offense wide by just having Jimmy Garoppolo hit people out of bounds. (laughs) Eventually, there's going to be no place to go wider, and it's just going to be throws to uh, defensive ends that are standing on the sideline. There's going to be no more.
2: I would not be surprised if he has a a more of a a larger plan where he's going to play like this for three or four weeks Everyone who's watching the film now is going to change their plan. Then he's going to change it up again and do something else. I, I wouldn't put it past him just to be thinking like eight games ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if all you do for three weeks is get to the edge and then eventually throw to the edge, eventually the correction is just to run it up the middle with juice check. And uh, we'll see what that gets us. But, you know, of course, when the offense puts up 33 points and Debo is blowing people up. It's exciting, but the most encouraging thing that I saw today from this team was, uh, the defense getting sacks and turnovers. The defense has been really lethargic all season. And, uh, you know, finally we get some, a Fred Warner interception. We're getting pressure on the quarterback, getting some sacks. Of course the Patriots are playing well, so we have to like, uh, temper our expectations. But as well as the offense played, I'm excited that the defense showed some life. Uh, However, (laughs) when Debo Samuel goes down clutching his knee and then Jason Verrett, who I've been preaching about as the best quarterback in the league, hobbles off the field, I'm a little bit concerned. Like We cannot lose Debo and Jason Verrett for any extended period of time. Um, But my God, what a celebration of Kyle Shanahan. And uh, just his commitment to run after the catch, burning the city down. Uh, I think
2: I think um, this is an influence from uh, Kittle, from his Saints game last year when he destroyed half the Saints uh, secondary after catching the ball. I, I feel this, you mentioned it, I mean, Debo's running, he's a receiver, he's running through people on the first drive. One of our, I don't know who it was, instead of running out of bounds after making the first down, our player decided to hit other DBs before going instead of going out of bounds. I think this physical yards after catch being physical is, is kind of like uh, being infectious, which is fun to watch, but also can be dangerous if you're getting hurt every other game. So uh, the energy I like the strategy, we got to think longer term.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on. Take, take the rope. Who takes the rope? Mops. Who are you uh congratulating with some accomplishment this week?
1: I'm going to go uh with Tom Brady. Um four TDs today, really slinging it. He dropped in a Russell Wilson S pass into Miller today that kind of blew my mind. Um hooking up with Gronk, bringing that back, bringing that back in style two weeks in a row. Um and and he he left the sinking ship at the right time like a true true buccaneer um he bailed when he needed to he he went to uh greener pastures um
0: and that team looks good Mops, how do you f- do you feel the same way about all these uh these uh trump surrogates <laughs> Leaving the administration, all these Republican senators turning face at the last second. Do you feel that their uh, last second turn towards righteousness is in some way heroic in the way that Tom Bradys is? or is that just pure cowardice? No, that's cowardice. <laughs> that's cowardice. Uh, look if you if it took you if it took you three years and ten months, no, not even ten months. If it took you three years, 11 months, and three weeks to finally give up on the Trump administration, you're the asshole, okay?
2: I think this was a, unacceptable movie. for at 2, at two uh, bump.
0: <laughs> Look, we don't need to talk about what tucking in a shirt looks like, but uh, I've never tucked in a shirt on a bed, and I guarantee neither of you have either.
2: My life has been blessed in that way, then.
0: Chris, who takes a rope?
2: Uh, yeah, it was pretty clear for me today. I'm gonna to give it to use check on the Niners. Um he Deep had a game care. and he doesn't uh, normally get a lot of credit because of his position, uh, but he did great blocking today. He laid some people out. Um he had some receptions and he scored a touchdown. I think he had a full game. Um I think that kind of position that he plays is fullback, right? Is usually you don't get a lot of credit for that position do dirty work, but he was on he was on it today. Um, especially in this game, he stood out and, uh, I want to give him the rope because he contributed on all levels today.
0: Yeah. 100%. I'm giving my rope to Justin Herbert quarterback, me and Jesse's San Diego chargers. I think the chargers are going to give me season tickets, maybe even a press pass. Maybe we'll just be in LA every, every other week to cover this team because no one else gives a shit. Three three throwing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and his first NFL victory. Herbert, I'm convinced. This guy is, is uh, white chocolate Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes without the half a billion dollar price tag. This guy's phenomenal. Throws the ball into the end zone. Runs the ball. I'm excited for the San Diego Chargers football team. Uh, yeah, great performance. First NFL win. Got to give it to you.
1: Dave, I watched a lot of Pac twelve uh, football over the last decade. Uh, you know, and I've seen I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come 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 through. A lot of guys that went into the NFL. Um, but there's only been a handful of guys that have ever been like, Oh, this guy's gonna be a legit quarterback. That list includes Andrew Luck and Josh Herbert. But I thought you were down on Herbert, or was that Jesse? No. No, no, no. I mean, no. I, I, and I, you know, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks that everyone thought were going to be great: Nick Foles, uh, Brock Osweiler, Marcus Mariota, Josh Rosen, Matt Barkley. There's a whole, you know, slew of pack quarterbacks. Matt Leiner. Over it. Matt Leiner, You know, I didn't see him in person, though. You know, there's all these, there's all these quarterbacks, and there's only been a couple that that I've seen like kind of command the field and can make throws that other guys can't. Um, and I think when you watch college football, like it's hard to evaluate quarterback talent because the, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, watching Kyle Shanahan coach. It's like, oh yeah, Jimmy G can hit like a guy that's wide open, but that's really just coaching. You know, it's not, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with like him being able to make a pass and no one else can. Um, and so Anyway, I was watching this game with Josh Herbert and he threw this out where the cornerback is just like all over him. He throws it, uh, you know, it's like a 13 yard out, but he's like, he's on the far hash mark and he throws it like on a dime. Uh, the the cornerbacks in, in, you know, great coverage and just throws it right to the spot like, you know, like a strike, just a rocket. Um, he's got, he's got the arm. He's got the, you know, he's got the skills. He, he can, he can command the field. And I never real felt that, uh, very often watching college quarterback. So I definitely think he's, he's a talent.
0: Absolutely. Uh, also starting quarterback on my fantasy team. So of course I was (laughs) hyper aware of his performance today, but I mean, legitimately the guy is like the best fantasy quarterback in football right now. The team is not good. So it's constantly a shootout. It's not like the Chargers are shouldn't get down. This guy is just in in, uh, Wild West mode, right? Just got to score touchdowns. Whether it's throwing or passing, you got to get it done. And, uh, you know, during our last LA episode with Jesse, I was like kind of joked that I actually think the Chargers were good. And uh, I think they're just not winning games, but I think they're good. And then – when I heard that this was his first NFL win, I was shocked because it feels like he's competitive every week. So, uh yeah, the Chargers have been
1: competitive every week. Remember, Kansas City beat him on a last-second field goal. It's they're like uh yeah, they're legit.
0: Somehow this team had like the sixth pick in the draft and has the third hardest schedule. Steve <laughs> so plays everybody good every week. <laughs> it's amazing, Chris. Who who takes the rub for you, my man?
2: Oh, oh, you already you went. Me that, Dave. We'll
0: edit my this bad. out. My bad. Who Mops, who takes the rope? Wait, did I ask you two Mops?
2: Yeah, we did this. My bad. I'm just so How focused. deep are you and Dave? How many I'm, beers deep?
0: I am <laughs> like well that yeah, it's enough. <laughs> that uh that Falcons that uh Cardinals game went long and I'm uh
2: No, that Cardinals game fucked my mind up too. <sighs>
0: I'm just looking all right, my bad, my bad, guys. Who Gentlemen, we've talked about the things that we're celebrating this week. Right now, we're getting into the things that we need to bury and forget. Who needs a rope? Mopolo, you definitely need a rope in terms of your Patriots fandom. I can see the the subtle twangs of regret, how much you've committed to this team and how painful it is to finally be bad. Mops, are you okay? I'm worried that you might need a rope. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and take, I'll throw myself a rope. Uh, Don't give him a rope. No, no, no. Um, I, this is tough. I think I'm going to go with Atlanta again. Um, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, I, the ways that they lose are unbelievable. Like, the, all they had to do was not score a touchdown. And then they they decided to score a touchdown. Like the Detroit Lions tricked Melvin Gordon into scoring from like the twelve yard line. Like I don't understand how that
0: how that can happen. I think you just cut it too close. You know, we all shave. Sometimes you just you just take that shave a little bit too close, and then you're bleeding profusely all over your bathroom, and you're trying to find a towel that's not white. And uh, the closest towel is white. And there you go. You're bleeding all over <laughs> yourself. <laughs> that's uh, that's what happened to Todd Gurley and the Falcons today. Sometimes you just ride that line of success a little bit too close and then you end up losing a football game. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Sorry, Melvin Gordon. I called you. Uh, I meant Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah, anyway, he, he got hit at like the five-yard line and couldn't fall before the goal line. It <laughs> didn't make any sense. And then... Detroit celebrating and you knew once Detroit was celebrating and the fact that the Falcons scored, like you knew how this game was going to end, even though it was Detroit, you know, and they'd already missed a field goal and all that, but it was, uh, yeah, you just knew how this game was going to end. And of course they came down and scored on a last minute, last minute pass. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel really bad for Atlanta fans. Like they got rid of their coach. It took like three, three years longer than it needed to be. Um, and then and then they still it still doesn't matter, and then and they have those atrocious uniforms now, it's really bad.
0: Bob, you have to give us some credit for predicting that this game would somehow get lost in the most ridiculous fashion of all time. (laughs) Like when the Lions and the Falcons are involved, the question is not how will somebody do something to win this game, the question is what will somebody do to lose this game, and this game did not disappoint.
1: This was hey, We should absolutely go back to the, the preview episode and, and replay that clip where you called that. Because, it like, yeah, you are absolutely right. Well, it's B- all... Both teams just, you know, trying to s- snatch the defeat out of the Jaws of Victory. <laughs> absolutely. They're both so very experienced
0: at it. <laughs> oh, Chris, who needs a rope? Who are you throwing a rope to? Who needs a lifeline?
2: Uh, I'm going to give it to... Uh the Dalton family. Um I think a hit that hard look I know I haven't seen the hit. I watched it now. I I saw it. Um it's not good. Apparently the Cowboys didn't come to the rally of their quarterback. They didn't like push back or anything. They just kind of stood around and let him die slowly and if he could die or come back to life.
0: That take that take is terrible. Sorry Chris.
2: What What's terrible?
0: No, that take is terrible. The idea that we just saw this guy potentially die. McCarthy's take was that when your quarterback gets hit like that, your job is to defend him and to get in the face of the offending uh, person, right? So he expects this team to just go... Fight with Bostic, basically. However, that's not what anybody who has any experience with head trauma actually does. When you see someone, you think they might be dead. You don't start a fight. You get help quickly, and that's what they did. Like the cowboys, the surrounding cowboys are legitimately concerned for for Dalton's safety, and they're looking around to the sideline, like, "Hey, can we get a doctor over here, like now?"
2: That's right. That's probably the smartest. That's probably the smartest thing they've done all season.
0: Right? Look, every year I have to take a CPR course, and every year the CPR course is not when you see something start a fight.
2: I guess I'm not I guess I'm not saying physical fight. I'm saying like they lost Dak, right? And they you think they everyone thought they'd bounce back and you know, play good for Dak, right? And they got worse. Then they lost their other backup quarterback who's not actually a backup quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's not like some second stringer his whole life. He goes down, he goes down. And then, you know, I think that when you're demoralized and you lose more, I guess they're so far in the hole that they just don't even, you know, it's not even worth spending that much energy to kind of like try. I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not, I haven't, I didn't watch the game. I can't really say, but regardless of all that, I'm giving a rope to the Dalton family because he doesn't deserve, Dalton doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve to be so good or at least so decent and then come to this team and they get (laughs) pulled into the drama of Dallas. He didn't ask for this. He doesn't deserve it. He's better than that. Put him on the saints where he can live peacefully behind Drew Brees and a coach who knows what he's doing. Dalton should have gone somewhere else. He doesn't deserve this. His family doesn't deserve Dallas's uh, shit. So he's. I'm giving the rope up to his family.
0: Good call, Chris. I think I misunderstood your take. I think you were gonna. I think you were gonna get into the Mike McCarthy quote, and uh, I was mistaken. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, oh no, no. You, you. But obviously, I didn't watch the game. So you were touching on something that uh, you have more knowledge than me, which I'd like to hear. Because it fired you up, Dave. It fired you up.
0: No, I think the Mike McCarthy quote is fucking dumb. Like, you're the fucking coach of this team. The coach fucking sucks. The quarterback got fucking decapitated, and you're worried about your players starting a fight. Meanwhile, when you watch the clip, most of the Cowboys are looking at the Cowboys' sideline like, hey, can we get a can we get this guy to the fucking ER like now? Which is a very parental concern. It is actually what you, how you want to see people treat people. When... Faced with crisis, we should be looking to help people and not hurt each other. So fuck you, Mike McCarthy. Your job's at stake. I'm throwing my my life preserver straight to the Belichick family. Late in this game, (laughs) we we see Bill Belichick. I don't know if it was like, uh, you know, if this is any other coach, head coach relationship, This conversation is probably uh, fairly anemic and uh, fairly common. But when you you see someone's father basically chewing him out of the sideline as their defense falls apart, you kind of feel bad for them. Thanksgiving is coming. I hope that the Billichicks can put this behind them and have a peaceful Thanksgiving. I don't know what it's going to be like. You know, the whole universe knows what the 49ers want to do. The 49ers want to run the ball to the outside to get the edge. And they want to throw the ball to the outside to get the edge. If everybody in America knows that, uh, hopefully the Patriots' defensive assistants know that. So I feel like that might be the uh, thesis statement of this Belichick family confrontation. And I just hope it goes well. This family is legendary. Bill Belichick is like Robert E. Lee in this game. You know, the take the war take the rope civil civil war. Belichick is undermanned, under-resourced, best general in the game, and it just gets smoked. <laughs> like Robert E. Lee did at the end of the Civil War. Look, we need to put monuments up to this guy. It's been great. He's been awesome. He's gonna lose this game. It's this season is not gonna end well, but in 20 years, we're still gonna see monuments to bill Belichick and we better not tear them down for any reason.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't know. I, I think, I think, uh, there's no linebackers on this team that played, you know, a, you know, any meaningful minutes last year. Um, it makes sense that they can't set the edge and yeah, I, I never thought I'd say it, but I miss Vinoy, Like he was unathletic slow but he kn- he knew how to set the edge. He knew how to how to play that position and force uh you know a running back or wide receiver to go wide or whatever.
0: And yeah, they're they're bad. You know what? I don't know if this makes sense. Mopl, obviously you're you're more uh invested in this Patriots team generally, and obviously the legacies of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But I'm I'm legitimately concerned that you know, if you're smart and you understand the Patriots, you understand the NFL, you know that this team is under-resourced right now. There is no talent on defense. There is no talent on offense. And I'm legitimately concerned that this might tarnish the legacy of Bill Belichick, that this might somehow be the season that they talk about. Your thoughts?
1: No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, Bill Belichick went like... I think he went four and 12 his first season. Like they were not, they were not good. Um, no one talks about that. Uh, you know, they're going to remember you for, for your winning, winning ways. And so I, I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll forget this. You know, the, my, the one, the one way I hope I have is, um, you know, I think the, the Patriots actually have the most cap space in the league. Um, and, and part of it's cause they don't have any good players on their team. Um, which makes sense. Uh, but then, you know, they also like, they also didn't do what a lot of teams do is to, like get desperate and pay a mediocre quarterback too much money. And, you know, they, yeah, they signed Cam Newton, they took a shot at it and it doesn't look like it's going to work out Um, and that's fine. And they can, you know, they can move on from him next year. It's no, no sweat off their back. Um, Yeah. So I don't know, maybe they'll find someone in the draft this year.
0: Well, I'm not sure about the timing. You know, I don't really remember the timing of the Cam Newton signing versus half the starting defense opting out of the season.
1: Oh, it was was like after, I think.
0: Right. So, you know, they're basically, you know, I think when half the... Look, say whatever you want about Bill Belichick. He's a defensive coach. And the Patriots' philosophy has always been, we're going to win through smart football. We're going to play good defense. We're not going to screw up on special teams. And I think when half the defense opts out, that he understands that he's basically paying Net- Cam Newton to try out for the Patriots, to see what what uh you know to see what he's got left in the tank. So they're basically paying him to try out to get beat up, and uh, they'll reassess. And um, you know, Bill Belichick is a smart guy. He's a strong-willed guy. I don't think he's going to be defeated by this season. Um, my only he came question. From the Browns. <laughs> Well, he was smart enough to get out of that situation, Chris. And that's the genius of Bill Belichick. Is it possible that Bill Belichick trades himself to the San Diego Chargers or to the Cincinnati Bengals? And it's just like, look, I got to get out of here. I got to get to a young quarterback.
2: Bill Belichick gets traded to Dallas.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? a concept. The first thing he's going to do is cut Zeke.
1: Uh, you know what he's going to do is he's going to fire Jerry Jones.
2: <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, that's
0: that's a good it's a great point, Chris, but you know, that is the fatal flaw of the Cowboys is that Jerry Jones believes that he deserves final cut, that he gets a say on the roster, that he gets to make the draft picks, and uh, yeah, the idea that Bill Belichick would allow that. It's insane.
1: All right, let's get into some aesthetic atrocities for this week. Dave?
0: Guys, we look generally speaking, the gray on gray on gray that we saw today from both the Lions and the Seahawks is gross. I know that we make fun of the highlighter green or highlighter yellow, whatever color highlighter the Seahawks use. But this gray-on-gray-on-gray on gray on gray atrocity is disgusting. <laughs> but I gotta give it to Lions-Falcons. Gray-on-gray-on-gray on gray plus red-on-black-ombre was brutal. Twitter was aflame roasting this uniform matchup. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Moore, not a fan.
1: <laughs> Dave, you know what? I- I don't know as a, as a, a fan of football, how you could pick anything else as, as an atrocity. Um, I'm also going with, with this uh, Lions gray on gray. It was the, it was the one a to Atlanta's one uh, B in terms of athletic atrocities um, with their little gradient uniform. It's, it's bad. And and then on top of it, I don't know if you noticed if, you know, you could see past those disgusting uniforms, but did you notice that the field was just gross? It's like this weird, it's like they ran out of paint. <laughs> like, uh, how do you make an artificial field that one team plays at look bad? It's like everything's faded. The, there's like eight different greens on that field. I don't know if it's tra- supposed to look natural, but it, it looks awful.
0: Yeah, it. you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to make sense to a lot of people, but you know when you have a carpet and you don't don't vacuum for a while and it starts to look a little bit splotchy, a little bit messy, but then you vacuum and you get the nice clean rows back and forth. When you pull the vacuum back, you get the slightly darker shade of the carpet color. You can almost stripe it back and forth. They did not do this to this field. Very sloppy field. (laughs) very splotchy almost like uh mitch mcconnell's hands well it's 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 also
1: it's also like you know you 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 do that you know you have a dirty carpet or whatever but then there's also like a giant window next to it and the carpet's like five years old so there's like this this faded area from the different you know from the (laughs) sun just like bleaching that those sections
0: yeah i could Ah. see it it was not a good field the lions uh it's a problem, Chris. Your your atrocity.
2: Um, man. I mean, you guys
0: make it a trifecta,
1: uh, Chris.
2: Should I? Should I be original? Now go with your gut. All right, I'll, go with your gut, Chris. <laughs> I wanna I wanna give the listeners something to look out for that we haven't touched on too much yet. At least I don't think. Um, I'll stick with uniforms, but I'm gonna go with the Jets uniforms. Um, this is just personal, but. Like they're wearing green. They, t- today they wore uh, green tops with white socks and white, this weird white stripe and white numbers, which in and itself is fine. But when you play on a football field that is also green and white, you kind of disappear. And I think the whole point of uniform is to like make your team feel special and unique and, um, you know, cool. But if you match the field you're losing on, I don't understand how that's supposed to make your team stand out.
0: Chris, so, you basically justified trading trading Sam Darnold to the Chicago Bears. Get some more contrast <laughs> in this guy's life. Let's see what happens.
2: Oh please, yeah. Especially I when you're playing allow them appeals. to do some
1: nice trick plays, like where the where the, oh. they they have two returners and one of them lies down on the field. It's kind of like what Boise yeah,
0: State that,
2: did that urban camouflage where they just disappear into the. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: exactly. I like that. Bob's it's good. You have your spirit back You're You're starting to think like a Belichick. I'm happy to see it. <laughs>
1: you know, when you have a terrible team, I think you start getting creative.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Take the big bets of the week. We almost got black swan. We almost, we parlayed all of our bets with the jets loss and, uh, about 10.30, that was still looking like the Jets might win. We almost black swaned ourselves and disqualified all of our bets early. I swear to God, that would have been much more relaxing and interesting than what happened. Mops, take it away. How did we do? Uh, Dave, we were 0-5
1: this week. Um, we do have one more, one more shot in it Monday night to, to avoid the, the clean sweep. You know, yeah, it was touch and go there with the with the with Buffalo and the Jets, but they managed six field goals to 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 steal the win. Um so thank you, Bills. Um and then I don't know, the the Titan the Titans Titans uh Steelers game was really frustrating. Uh they were stuck at fifty one with an over of fifty two forever. Uh, Roethlisberger throw a red zone interception with a couple minutes left. And then Gustavski missed a last minute field goal uh, to win, which would have won his two bets. So, or to tie. Um, it was, it was, it was a rough, rough day gambling. I'm, I'm seriously wondering if we should just call it quits. Uh,
0: the Bill Belichick part of me says yes. The Adam Gase part of me says, no, we got to ride this out and get the first pick. We got to lose for Lawrence ourselves. We got to experience <laughs> the losing for God. There's a lot of fucking red on this ledger. Let me tell you, gentlemen. It looks like we haven't won a bet since the middle of week five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Dave, we've had a, we've had a, a, a rough go. Uh, um,
0: God, Vegas always gets you. We had a little bit of green pastures. Early in the season, we got really excited about it, and then we started to think about it more, and it actually hurt us. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, the coin flip didn't. The coin flip finished uh, even with the non-coin flip, though.
0: <laughs> oh my god! That's well, the fifty-fifty of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, gentlemen. I, I, uh, you know, obviously, I, I'm, I'm one-third of our terrible picks, so I have to own up to that. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, what's our,
2: what's our bet tomorrow, just so the listeners can follow along with our success or failure?
0: Uh,
1: we got the Rams and Bears under. I think it's under 45.
2: Okay. 45, everyone. Keep that in mind.
0: I feel, I feel good about it, which, which uh, probably dooms us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, fact that we, the fact that we chose it is probably a bad sign.
0: We have, look, got, just to fill America in, we, we have one win in, since uh, the middle of week five. So we're, uh, the last two weeks have not been good. But uh, yeah, we're just acquiring draft capital. That's what we're doing right now in this stage of Take the Rope.
1: If we skipped over our <clears throat> visual victories, I wanted to give, you know, I wanted to give one shout out to a uniform that continues to grow on me. You know, I wasn't a huge fan in the beginning, but I think the LA Chargers have a really nice uniform.
0: 100%. They're, wearing the,
1: they're, they're wearing their, uh, you know, their light blue tops, white pants. The thing that I love about the uniform is they, they have the bolt. They're the bolts. They're the chargers. They just stick with the bolts. They got the bolts on the helmet. They got the bolts on the shoulder pad, shoulders, sleeves, and the bolts on the pants. There's no like new lines or like weird things that you don't know what they are. It's just bolts
0: and it's three colors and it works. Rops completely agree. As you know, my third son, Justin Herbert plays for the bolts. I'm deeply committed to this team. I like the uniform. I like the quarterback. My victory, Chiefs-Broncos playing in the motherfucking snow and how glorious it is. First snow of the season. Uh, Was the football good? No. But did it look great, football in the snow? Absolutely. I'm here for it. Football in the snow. You won today. Chris, what looked good to you?
2: Totally agree with... um you, Dave. Uh, snow is awesome. Unfortunately, I I picked Mahomes on my fantasy instead of Rogers, and I didn't do a weather check on the game that mattered. Uh, so, goddamn it, Mapolo! Um, I like that you're trying to get into that uh, Chargers press pass with Dave. Good for you. Um,
0: oh, I'll well, yeah, we'll get, yeah, get in. I believe you. All we need uh, is all we need is L.A. Yes, resident just- Jesse Reuter to apply for a press pass, and we're there. Chris, we're just we're just trying
1: to, you know, having a, a good excuse to come visit you.
2: Uh, absolutely. I'm down um, for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to switch it out from football. Um, so before I give out my my visual wonder or amazement for this weekend, I'm going to do a shout out to Aris. His Steelers are the only undefeated team. Congrats. Uh, listener of the pod, Aris, uh, fan of the pod. Congrats on being the only undefeated team. Your Steelers deserved it. You beat a good team um congrats on the dodgers winning tonight because last night was the most amazing thing i've ever seen in the bottom of a ninth inning baseball game with two outs and a full count um chris you don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna explain it um go youtube it or something but the way that that game went down was uh i mean i didn't have i don't have an investment in either team none of them are my teams so watching it purely from a neutral standpoint was something uh, that I just left my mouth open. And the play was so long with, with multiple errors and multiple things happening um, that it took five minutes just to review it um, after the game was over. It was amazing. It was a crazy ending. The Dodgers lost that game. They won tonight. They're ahead now. So we can laugh about it and say that was awesome. And I don't feel bad about saying that. Um, that was the greatest thing I saw uh, this weekend.
1: Chris, you know it's crazy when they interview one of the one of the heroes from the game after, and he's like, "Yeah, I have no idea what happens. I gotta go watch the replay." <laughs> <laughs> they get literally involved in the game. And they have no idea what happened.
0: It was in. It was a. It was a strange, strange baseball moment. That's legitimately yeah. the response that ninety uh, percent of little leaguers have after they finish a little league game, and uh, you know I think it's warranted given the the, the chaotic, bad ending to this this uh baseball game but uh you know righteousness is on our side mops you paid uh plenty of an in- plenty of an in- indemnity which is not even a word outside of our-, our cult but you did it you suffered through that Patriots game so that you could you could uh you know experience a glorious Dodgers win um God I feel you know this is the most pressure I've ever felt in a World Series. I just feel like so much, you know, not direct Take the Rope fandom because uh, none of us are really Dodgers fans. But so much indirect Take the Rope fandom is is uh, invested in this Dodgers series. Our social media extraordinaire Aaron is uh, a diehard Dodgers fan. And honestly, so are most of our listeners, Arist and Jesse, us, also <laughs> deeply committed Dodgers fans. So I feel like we're sort of a Dodgers by uh, by proxy podcast.
1: Ah, uh, Dave and so that, yeah, it it was a tense. It's been a tense couple games. After I think after the first few games or the first couple games were not were not that that interesting. Um but yeah there's there's been some very tense moments in, in games and some some crazy crazy plays that i i I'm trying to think of a another iconic play like this one. I feel like you know maybe everyone will forget about this play if the Dodgers win game six or seven, but um, I'm trying to think of kind of a more iconic but the the other one that I always remember is the one where Jeter like cut off that terrible throw and then like r- flipped it like st- like like i don't know like a little tricep push pass home to uh-huh. to get that guy and pass tag i think it was what was a giambi on the back of the leg or something uh-huh. anyway so some, th- that's like the most iconic kind of weird defensive play moment thing that that i can you know remember from like a, a world series uh you know besides you know the the red the red sox moments but um yeah, it it's it's just like uh it was such a such a weird weird sequence of events.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, all I can say the Dodgers have won both games that Kershaw has started as a starch defender of greatness generally and Clayton Kershaw specifically, if the Dodgers find a way to lose this World Series, it's not going to be Clayton Kershaw's fault. So much dumb shit has happened on behalf of the LA Dodgers this series, and almost none of it revolves around Clayton Kershaw. That uh, you know, if you're a Dodgers fan and and uh, you gotta emotionally prepare yourself to blame somebody else at this point.
1: Absolutely, I mean, this isn't. I actually think uh, Dave Roberts has kind of handled handled the whole Kershaw thing well. I mean, Kershaw has has not done, you know, has not been the same pitcher in the playoffs. Um, part of that I think is hugely important, which they finally touched upon in this world series was the fact that the Houston Astros cheated, uh, and he was unbelievable in game one when he pitched at home. And then he got, gave up a huge lead when he had to go pitch, uh, at the Astros stadium in the midst of their cheating, uh, which we'll never actually know the the actual details of that cheating, because, um, yeah somehow they got it sealed and didn't face any punishment so
0: don't don't we know what they did they've they patched into the center field cam and then had uh a smart guy such as yourself Mapolo write computer programs to help decipher catcher symbols and then that smart guy was sitting outside the dugout doing the math on the computer and then would would uh, direct the banging to someone uh, closer to the stadium, who could then bang on a trash can, who could then indicate off-speed pitches to uh, the Houston Astros. So, that, does, so that, does it that get was, worse?
1: That was well, was that worse? was twenty. That was twenty seventeen, um, I believe. Wait, there's more cheating. Yeah, well, in twenty in twenty eighteen, you know, they weren't really. They were they weren't like officially convinced, but the, there's there's theories that they had little buzzers on the inside of their
0: Oh, buzzer shirts. theory! Jose Altuve gets his shirt ripped off every fucking game-winning hit, and then suddenly in the playoffs is shy and holds his 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 uh shirt closed with both hands because he doesn't want his glorious pecs to be exposed to the nation. And then in the post-game interview is asked directly how come your shirt is still on and then sheepishly responds like a lying little child that we know that he is says that my wife doesn't want me taking my shirt off uh which as we all know if you're making more than five million dollars a year your wife would be totally fine with you running around naked 360 (laughs) days of the year complete and utter total bullshit jose altuve fuck you Fuck your lying little cheating schemes. Fuck your little sheepish lie about how suddenly you don't want your shirt ripped off. You go into the, not only do you go into the dugout because you don't want anyone to rip your shirt off. You somehow escape into the clubhouse after winning the pennant again. Now I remember moms. Sorry for this. Um, <laughs> yes. well,
2: this, this, this just reminded me, um, side note, but to all the listeners out there to, uh, Riot and text in and interact on in social media to remind us that we need at the end of the year, or maybe the 100th episode, we do a top 10 Dave Rance countdown. I mean, we know what number one is, but uh, I want to know what uh, 10 through 2 is.
0: The Jose Altuve lying. <laughs> It's pretty high on the list. What a fucking ridiculous lie. This guy's prepared himself to work in the Trump administration. Just like the high caliber level of of uh shame shamelessness is uh, incredibly high. And you know what? Am I guilty of it? I kind of liked Altuve until we figured out he was a fucking cheater. I kind of like this Astros team.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, the I don't know, I I hate Correa and Bregman just as much. Um I don't know the whole, the whole thing with them is it, they're just like so unapologetic about it like Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Like you you got caught cheating like let's let's just, you know, just admit it and and move on.
0: Yeah, it was it was, you know. They're like
1: rubbing in people's faces and I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's very strange. Very strange. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't think Anybody here deserves a Game Pass game of the week, but uh Bob, so I think you definitely endured the most pain today. Why don't you go first?
1: Well, I also I also still have a chance of going one and one. So, <laughs> so you guys he are definitely. already you guys are already 0-2. I mean I'll most likely end 0-2, but I I think I'm ahead of you right now this week. So I'm gonna go ahead and watch uh uh the Bucks Bucks Raiders play.
2: Mm, good call.
1: Good call.
0: Chris. Chris, you get next pick.
2: Ooh, put me on the spot. Um, let's see. Oh god. I keep going back, unfortunately, I keep going back to Browns for some reason because they keep being entertaining. Um, I have no idea You're who a I closet want.
1: brown fans.
2: <laughs> I don't know who I wanna Well, because it's like watching your child walk for the first time, right? Well, you you did it! What Everyone come you missed it it'll do it again I swear to god it'll do it again just watch like that's kind of what I feel like it is like wow it only took you 20 years to start walking um but I think I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to go Lions Falcons
0: Chris you're going to report back with the uh I want a beautiful mind style uh chalkboards pinboards yard going across the room I want the full full beautiful mind analysis of how both these teams find ways to lose every fucking week. It's astonishing. Like if one of these teams were half as good at winning as they both are at losing, they'd have like four or five championships by now. They'd be right up there with the Patriots. If if one of these teams could just figure out how to do the right thing half of the time. Yeah, Chris,
1: you, you have to, you have to tell us the precise m- moment when the losing coach realized they had the upper hand
2: will do i'm gonna so i'm gonna have to go uh full game uncondensed all commercials (laughs) don't do that
1: that's just painful you You gotta get all the shots of the coach no exactly i need all
2: the secondary and tertiary information (laughs) i'm (laughs) ready for it i'm ready
0: gentlemen i gotta tell you i i moved to a smaller clinic where uh it's just me by myself in an office i sit in a room the size of a closet i don't turn the lights on i close the door and uh yeah super productive in terms of game pass games of the week you know the medical assistants are just knocking on the door thinking i'm like hung myself <laughs> in this dark room i can <laughs> sense their concern for me as they knock on the door and every time i uh, relieve them by telling them no i'm still alive and i'll, I'll be out there in a minute so uh, yeah i'm looking forward to game pass I am going to rewatch this Steelers Titans game. Um, you know, every time I rewatch a Steelers game, I feel like I don't learn anything because it's still the same old Steelers, like good front seven. And then they have talented wide receivers, but I am going to commit myself to coming up with one or two things that the Steelers do well that allowed them to win this football game. Um, also, I feel it I feel deeply committed to representing the Steelers, knowing that Take the Rope Superfan, Eris Meyer is probably gonna hear this tomorrow. It might even text me if I don't fully uh you know worship the Steelers. So I'm Dave, curious to see what they're doing well.
1: You need to count how many like bizarre throws there were. There was Roethlisberger threw like the the Derek Jeter like like yeah like sidearm throw at one point shovel pass. I've never seen so many like balls that were thrown like, like behind, like backwards to people. It was, it was weird. It was a weird array of throws. It was like, I don't know. Yeah. It was like if the Niners, if, if the Niners were slow and they did all their passes.
0: Absolutely. You know what? When, when the chiefs and the Steelers play in the AFC championship game, Instead of playing the game, we should just have Big Ben and Mahomes get out there and just find weird ways to chuck a football downfield. (laughs) (laughs) See who can hike the ball the farthest. You can underhand uh, chuck the football. See who can uh, two-hand shovel the football the farthest. Just all the weird ways to get a football downfield because both these guys are extremely adept at uh, finding strange ways to get forward progress on the football.
2: That's a good call. That's like um instead of having a giant war, why don't we just have, you know, two people yeah. representing each side duke it out? So
1: last Save week lost. it was Mahomes and Josh Allen chucking the ball, and this week this week it's roethlisberger Mahomes.
0: This is the new, this is the new take the rope segment. Uh, what is the weird thing that we could use to decide a football <laughs> game instead of football?
1: And I think for next week we gotta figure out and maybe Chris, you can lead the charge on this is how how can we how can we spare us all the Atlanta Detroit game and just figure out the loser?
0: <laughs> what is the strangest way to lose a football game? All right, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Matty Ice and Stafford both go to Disneyland and they find the way to spend the most amount of time in line and the least amount of time participating in the rides. Chris, I'm going to need your thoughtful analysis. What is the right, so worst you way? Want to
2: do? The smart one would go to uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom ride because that ride breaks down three times a day. And they wouldn't come back. They wouldn't go to another ride that's close by and come back. They would just wait outside until the, the ride was fixed and then go back in line. Mm. That's what if know. they got
1: caught on it while it broke down? That might that might have the reverse effect.
2: That well, you don't want that to happen because that's, that's everything's losing. dream that's- where they get to like see behind the scenes stuff and walk through the ride. So you don't want that to happen because we'll chalk it up as a victory.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, guys, I think that's the end of our outline. Time for closing thoughts, Mops. Closing thoughts. How are you? Are you okay? Dave, I think uh, I'm going to leave that long pause in. So America knows how genuinely <laughs> concerned we all are. <laughs> Dave, I'm fine.
1: I think the, I think the Patriots are, are, are not a good team this year. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to move on. I'm going to adopt a, adopt another team for the season. Um, I think I'm going to go with the jets. I think they have a real chance. If they can get to, to two wins, it might really help the Patriots odds of getting Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I think they're definitely gonna lose for Lawrence on. Do you think that the do you, do you gain any kind of respect or or uh place any additional expectation on the 49ers season based on this victory? Or are the Patriots just that bad? No, I mean I, I will say
1: with the exception of the Eagles, actually the the 49ers have have Done a really good job of beating up on, on bad teams, which I think you need to do in the NFL. Um and and so yeah, and I, I think I think just beating beating those teams in a submission and kind of ending the game by halftime is 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 a good look for the 49ers. Um, I don't know. I, I I wonder how they'll do against um, you know, some some kind of tougher opponents. Their schedule starts to heat up a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, one. it's a great thing that we lost to the Dolphins by 57 points to throw these other good teams off of our set. I think it was actually a strategic loss.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot
0: about the Dolphins loss. God, that loss was terrible. Chris, closing thoughts?
2: Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun weekend of sports. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. It's kind of exciting to have the World Series going on right now uh, with football, which it always does. but. Um, I feel like this one's weighs a little more, especially with the Dodgers in the lead now and being in LA. Um, the Niners beating up on, I think Moplo has a good point. Um, teams beating up on bad teams is important because if you play down to them, you start to think you're only a little bit better uh than teams like that. And uh even though everyone's injured in you know, these days, um if we score well against teams you know that we should at least we feel good about that level of play you know yeah um, i don't think we're gonna be i don't think we're gonna beat up the green Bay Packers when we play them uh but i'd like to lose by you know maybe 10 or less would be fine um but you know it's it's touch and go and i think that i think we're, we're we all are in the same position this season where we had high hopes and now we're just kind of like leveling out um And let's just enjoy football and crazy plays that
0: happen. 100%. Chris, hot take. We kill the Packers every fucking time we play them. The Packers haven't beaten us since uh, Kaepernick, since before Kaepernick was the quarterback. So it's been a while.
2: It is one of my favorite um, classic matchups, kind of like a good 90s matchup back in the day, Favre and Young and stuff like that. I I would always play the Niners on Madden 95 and play against the Packers. Um, I love the matchup. I love the visual of it. It's two good teams. Um, As long as it's, like I said, as long as it's close, I'm in for a good football game.
0: Yeah, 100%. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun, Mops. I, uh, I am deeply sorry for uh, what you had to endure today. <laughs> don't good. you
2: want to be? Don't you want to be killed by a friend though? Like not some stranger. Yeah, yeah. But you want your friend to lie you down and, and yeah, say, it's, man, like I understand it hurts, but I'm gonna have to kill you right now. You know, it makes it a little. Rough.
1: Yeah, it's like a Viking, you know, getting sent to Valhalla. You know, I don't want to, you know, I just want to just
2: die randomly. On the field as a no name, yeah.
0: yeah. It took it took all of my uh, my uh, common sense and uh, friendship instincts not to pick the 49ers Patriots games as my game pass game of the week <laughs> 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 because uh, I figured the uh, capacity for talking about this game is probably already expired. So, <laughs>
1: actually, it, do you know what the highlight of that game was? Um, You guys were, I think, I think the Niners were up like 23 to three. Um, and it was the first drive out of the second half, I think. And, uh, yeah, the Patriots like got two first downs and then you guys both started texting me that you're nervous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I
1: was like, "Oh yeah, they've watched a lot of a lot of Patriots games over the years, <laughs> and a lot of Niners games." <laughs> I was like, "I was
0: like five to ten percent nervous, you know, <laughs> because you have to respect the genius of Bill Belichick. Like maybe it's possible he did come up with something. Uh, it turns out it, it didn't happen."
2: Yeah, as, as as one of the greatest second half adjustment coaches ever, any Patriots game isn't over until two minutes of the fourth quarter.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks for listening. Don't forget, please rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on social medias at Take the Rope. Our theme music is uh, Dragon Rock by the band Hexacon. Thank you, gentlemen. Social media, the uh, indomitable Aaron Pressman. Thank you, Aaron. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Mopolo, Chris, I appreciate it. Peace out.
2: Bye.